0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Unisell, and we about to get right to it. Check it
1: out. I'm rolling, shit yeah. with my friends, sitting
0: on dubs. I'm rolling, I'm rolling. I'm rolling day. I'm talking so- business.
1: Matthew and I were discussing some of the things uh, about uh, why you've discounted uh, on a subconscious level some of the things that happened because absence of evidence is not evidence of absence and he said something very profound for an Australian this is heavy duty shit but he said I decided to do it even though it was stupid I decided to do it stupid meaning follow the process To an intellectually bright guy who's an engineer. And see, you won't. You you see, you'll figure out a better way. And he followed the stupid process that works. And has been working for 45 years. 20 some years before when I was doing it. And 22 years since I've been coaching. And he called it. He wasn't trying to be insulting or anything. He says, I just decided to follow the, you know, how did you say it? Instead of trying to be smart, I would just try to be stupid, shut that part off of my brain and just do it. And what happens? He did it. And that's why it's hard for the YouTubers and all the other, because you you, you can't dumb, you know, dumb down. You, you, will, you will not believe that it's easy. You can you know, you won't. <clears throat> but he put it very succinctly. You know, he just dumbed down and shut off that part of his brain and just followed the steps. You don't need fucking case studies. You have a, you have a fucking template. You have a motherfucking script that a fucking monkey can read. That Alex wants a fucking case study. Because he wants to know the shit behind it. Because he's stupid. And that's why he's fucking poor. You don't need any motherfucking case studies. How many fucking times do I have to say? You have the fucking script. I said don't change a fucking word on the script. Not a comma. If it's got misspelled fucking words, send it out misspelled. The last thing you fucking need is a fucking case study. This is why you're fucking poor. This is why the cocksuckers watching this on YouTube are so fucking poor.
0: What we're gonna talk about today is various topics, right? And it's not always about. <clears throat> business credit and credit and all those type of things um it's about life it's about history it's about law you know so i want to welcome y'all and i really appreciate y'all for tuning in for today's show whenever you catch it today tomorrow next week next month next year it's all about the content so i want to give a break to our sponsors and we'll be right back in today's show topics Let me think what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about securities, debt certificates. We're going to talk about things that are, we see every day, we look over it and realize that we actually leaving money on the table. So we'll be right back. Here's a word from our sponsors. Super Reds is formulated to support immune health, increase energy, digestive health, skin health, cognitive function, healthy detoxification, lower blood pressure, combat aging, increase antioxidant capacity, and recovery. Our product is synthesized utilizing the latest scientific research, formulated with high quality ingredients, and comes in a delicious red superfood flavor. Our formula is third party independently tested for heavy metals impurities and is made in the usa also is gmp certified and produced in the fda registered facility and guys guess what only one percent of supplements on the market can match our world-class standards so get your super reds because it is jam-packed And it's the ultimate probiotic and antioxidant superfood. Comes in kiwi, strawberry. Go to VitalityJudo.com. That's www.VitalityJudo.com. And that's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y-J-U-D-O. So we are back and i want to thank y'all for tuning in again all right y'all so here we go today's topic is about securities now what is a security we don't know whenever you don't know look it up so we go to the big old supercomputer and we'll type in the legal definition of a security legal definition of a security or security interests. All right, so so what is a security interest, guys? What is it? Anybody know? No, okay, well not a problem. That's why we're here to be educated so we can learn all together. So a security interest is an enforceable legal claim or a lien on collateral that has been pledged usually to obtain a loan. The borrower provides the lender with a security interest in certain assets, which gives the lender the right to repossess all or part of the property if the borrower stops making loan payments. But then I ask myself and more people need to recognize this information. Um, there were certain things that happened, certain events that happened in the United States that we need to start holding everyone accountable for. And that was the, uh, the banking emergency of 1933. So all of these things kind of tie in together, you know, into the national banking act and all these different acts and things like that, that happened that affects our lives and gave us this misconception that you can pay for something when you really can't pay for anything because you may have heard this before, but there is no money. All right. But there is a new money that took the substitution of gold and silver in the form of securities which are obligations of the United States, 18 U S C eight is the U S United States code. And it breaks down and it tells you exactly what the obligations are of the United States. And I encourage you guys to look it up, but if you can't look it up, I'll be your host with the most. And hopefully I don't skip something, but, um, But I want to make sure I'm be very thorough on this when I know we have to go back uh, and talk about the events in 1933 and why there is no money. Right. But when I say 18 U.S.C. 8 and what that is, is obligations is entitled 18 U.S. Code, subsection 8. I encourage you to get a note and paper and jot it down. Is 18 U.S. code subsection eight is obligation or other security of the United States defined. And what it says is the term obligation or other security of the United States includes all bonds, certificates of indebtedness, national bank currency, federal reserve notes, federal reserve bank notes, coupons, United States notes, treasury notes, (coughs) gold certificates, silver certificates, fractional notes, certificates of deposit, checks or drafts for money drawn by or upon authorized officers of the United States, stamps and other representatives of value of whatever denomination issue under any act of Congress and cancel United States stamps. Now, let's look up the definition of some terms. First of all, let's look up what an act of Congress is. So what is the legal definition of an act of Congress? This is how you read, fellas and ladies. You need to know exactly what things are and not assume what they are. And the meaning of an act of Congress is a new law that is made by the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives usually after it has been signed by the president. The overall settlement under discussion will require an act of Congress, the report said. And certain acts of Congress are any acts of Congress which can take you back to the United States Constitution and it specifically tells you what Congress has the power to do. Now, it's important that you guys understand one thing. In my high school, and it was a high school Uh, That was considered a private high school But we had civics class And in my civics class We had to read uh, We had to study government And read the constitution And break it down And understand everything about it And the Articles of Confederation In my school Some of you never had the blessing of having civics Because the government For whatever reason Has changed from a Republican form of government to a democratic democracy form of of government. And then when you look up the definition of demos or democracy, I should say it comes out, which means mob rules, but the constitution of the United States of America and Congress assembled, Uh, it specifically states that from a, a, in the constitution and the state that you afforded a republic, a Republican form of government. Now, and I would have to ask at that point, what is the legal definition of a Republican form of government? Okay, you need to understand the story and put it all together. You know, and it'll help you guys to understand exactly what the deal is. what's is the legal definition of of a and I'm telling you I'm doing it as I got you guys on the on the podcast and um looking up these words and this is what I encourage you all to do because once we do this, we actually uh create a better America we I'm sorry, I'm spelling things wrong. Talking and spelling at the same time. How many of you can do it? Huh? How many of you can do it at the same time? And talk? Huh? How many of you? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's doing two things at once. You know? So we may define a republic to be or at least may bestow that name on a government which derives all its powers directly or indirectly from the great body of the people and is administered by persons holding their offices doing pleasure for a limited period or doing good behavior. Now, that says to let you know that the public servants, which they're supposed to be, that you and us collectively has decided, I wouldn't say me, but the people collectively had—has had, seems to have allowed the public servants to rule over them instead of you ruling over the public servants. Now, with that being said, uh, I want to go dig up some information and talk about some important things when it comes to uh, securities because at the end of the day, this show is about securities. So what I'm going to do is pull up some information to blow your mind and then, you know, I'm not sure how long this show is going to last, but my thing is to entertain you and educate you Uh, at the same time, while not wasting a lot of time? Because time is very precious. All right. So if you like what I'm saying right now, make sure you add this podcast to your podcast to listen to, um, add it to your favorites because it's all about, I'm talking business, right? I'm talking business and we've been rolling for about 10 minutes and I'm not going to take a break yet, but I'm going to pull up some information. Uh, and I think once we pull this up let me see I found my files here on my uh, on my drive and we're going to pull up some information and we're going to go to let's see a few things we're going to talk about here now we're going to talk about the act of May 12th, 1933. A couple of things happened. So we're going to get involved in this. And in this particular act, because of the fact that they took away the gold and the silver that our forefathers and ancestors used and had to take it all into the bank in exchange for um silver certificates and gold certificates depending what you had at the particular time and those certificates was to be redeemed in lawful money which was the gold and silver but there became this story a national emergency where they had to confiscate all the gold and silver and take everything away from the people which is the real money that was that once backed the 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 dollars the 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 dollars was backed by gold and silver at one particular time. And when they confiscated all of the gold and silver, then they decided to promise to pay all of the American people's uh, debts. All right. Congress, that was an act of Congress because Congress had the right to regulate and pay off the debts and the obligations of the United States. So you ask yourself, if that's the case, then why are these companies continuing to send you bills when it says that the but the bills and everything are the obligations of the United States? And this thing happened in 1933, and we still think it's not happening today. It's never been, uh, the banking emergency still is going on today, uh, and we're still under an emergency. Even in our flags, when we look at our flags, when we out here in the, in the system, um, we are under Admiralty Maritime law and jurisdiction. Uh, when you walk into a court house, you're under a military tribune because it, it looks that way because you can tell by the law of the flags that it's that way. All you got to do is study and study the different types of flags. Because I recall when I was younger, <clears throat> people used to come home from the military. Maybe they still do today. <clears throat> and they lived two different lifestyles. They lived the lifestyle in the military and then they lived the lifestyle of a civilian. And at one time, <clears throat> if you research your history books, you will understand that there was A couple of different flags there was the military flag and there was the civilian flag and that's why the law of the flags is so important to understand because there was two different jurisdictions and you and they would come home and say well you're a civilian i'm a soldier two different jurisdictions two different statuses so different laws apply one was for the people and one was for the military that protected the Constitution and took an oath like the most of these public officers, public servants that we don't hold accountable. But anyway, to get back to uh, the uh, act of May 12, 1933, I want to go, uh, if you can, you should Google it. I, if this is a live show, I'll put it in chat for you, but I'm giving it to you. So in chapter 16, The Federal Emergency Relief Act of 1933, Section 721, a declaration of emergency, guys. It says the Congress hereby declares that the present economic depression has created a serious emergency due to widespread unemployment and increasing inadequacy of state and local relief funds, resulting in the existing or threatened deprivation of a considerable number of families and individuals of the necessities of life, and making it imperative that the federal government cooperate more effectively with the several states and territories and the District of Columbia Columbia, in furnishing relief to their needy and distressed people. Didn't this just now happened with COVID 19. Same thing happened, right? With COVID 19. So we are in, still in, and always has been since 1933, a state of emergency, a declaration of emergency, and we're still under a declaration of emergency. That's why the emergencies keep happening. There is relief, and the government according to this law declaration of emergency you know they are uh, they are under an emergency because of considerable number of families and individuals of deprivation of the necessities of life and look okay what are what, what 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 is the necessities of life? And I'll tell you what, guys, what I'm gonna do is take a break and let our sponsors get some shine. And when I come back, we're gonna talk about the necessities of life. I hope you enjoying this show. I'm talking business. I've been kinda holding back. You know, I've been kinda holding back because you know I've been wanting to keep it about finances and giving you guys information, but this show is about history law and uh, credit and business credit. And this is for information uh, purposes only and educational purposes only. Um, I'm not saying this. This is not what I'm saying. This is what it says in the law and in the acts. So they ain't say that you would have said nothing. But this is what the law says. So we'll be right back.
1: I truly believe with all my heart and soul that God called me to collect, and I had to accept the charges. You accepted the charges. I had to accept the charges. But understanding when you accept those type of charges is going to cost you something. What's it cost you? A lot of sleep. But I can't say I don't love it. I love every darn minute of it. All
0: right. Welcome back. We back with part two of the game. We dropping it on, I'm talking business. All right, so what we gonna be talking about right now when we last left off, we was talking about the basic necessities of life and we were stemming it from the declaration of emergency from the Federal Emergency Relief Act of 1933. You know, after this Great Depression happened and the economy crashed, they took all the money, they took the gold. They took the silver. They took our ancestors' money and made us all. They took all the money. They made them turn it in. And all of a sudden, somebody heist the gold or they hid the gold. or something happened to the gold where we don't have it no more. And for whatever reason, you know, um, some people say they know where it is. And some people say we, we can't. We don't know what it is. But uh, but guess what? The Federal Reserve notes today is not backed by gold and silver. Right. It's not. And we're going to get into some information about that as well. So when we left off talking about the basic necessities and what is the definition of your basic necessities that's supposed to be handled in a time of crisis and emergency. Right. So basic necessities of life means food, water, shelter. So food, your food, your meals you're supposed to eat supposed to have a, a nice life you're supposed to have water you're supposed to have a home shelter there's nothing wrong with that that's the american dream you're supposed to be fresh and have clothing you're supposed to have a uh, health care necessary health care care including but not limited to health related treatment or activities for hygiene oxygen and medication All those basic necessities should be taken care of. It's an obligation of the United States, not because they are nice people. (laughs) It's because of the fact that it was established by Congress. All right. And it goes back beyond It goes back to the Articles of Confederation. You can see in the Articles of Confederation as well that it was an obligation of the United States to take care of the debts before the United States uh, uh, Constitution was established. You can find it in the Articles of Confederation that the debts were still the obligations of the United States. All right? Uh, You will understand that there is... A difference between the United States of America and Congress Assembled and the United States. Alright. So they created this constitution to form a more perfect union. You have to understand that. But the only way you're gonna understand these things is to keep studying, listen to these podcasts, pick up some jewels. Alright, so in subsection tw- 724 of the Federal Emergency Relief Act of 1933, all right. So we haven't gotten into the banking act or, or the new deal yet, but we, we talking about these necessities. All right. All right. So, so grants to the States, the government does give grants to the States on several occasions. I mean, we can get grants right now. They don't advertise it, but they're out there. So we have to connect with people that can, um, do grants and, 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 and have information about grants and things like that, you know? And I encourage you to, what's his name? Mat- Matthew Lesko. I mean, you know, look, he's been around for a long time. He's been the most thoroughist from far as I know, to give information about grants and I don't get no commission off of it, off of it, but he does have helpful information for like 20 bucks a month. He'll help you out to get you all the grant information that you need. I don't specialize in grants, but I do have information in certain Certain books, but if you need information right now, man, go check out Lesco, uh, Lesco.com, I believe it is, and that's a free plug, no problem. I think the man does great work. I bought his big book back in the day when he had the question marks on that mug, and I still follow him to this day. He is a pioneer of the grant game. I gotta give props where props is due, and that's what the man does, and he's excellent at it. All right, so subsections 724 states grants to the states. It says, Uh, Terms and conditions amounts. It says out of the funds of the reconstruction finance operation made available by this chapter, the administrator is authorized to make grants to the several states to aid in meeting the cost of furnishing relief and work relief and in relieving the hardship and suffering caused by unemployment in the form of money service materials and or commodities to provide the necessities of life to persons in need as a result of the present emergency and or to their dependents rather resident transit or homeless now that's what that act was about and again i'm breaking down the basic necessities of life which means food OK. Water. Shelter. I mean, it may sound like a simple word. You're supposed to be able to eat a good meal. If you like steak, get you steak. I don't eat steak. But if you like steak, eat, get you steak. If you want to sip on some water, get the best water. If you want a nice home, you you, you deserve a nice home. You want to be fresh, you got clothing, get you some clothing. Right. I'm sure there's a limit on it, but they have grants in place because their emergency never stops. The emergency still is going on today, whether it be this. I mean, you could say COVID-19 is the new emergency because they did the same thing during COVID-19. And it's not over. They talking about new strands of COVID-19. I don't even know if I should be calling it that. I think I should be calling it like something like a a code name or something right now, because I don't know. It seems like they uh, block information, but I'm not talking about against it or anything like that. So don't block me. I'm telling you that it's a state of emergency in today's world as it has always been since 1933 and ain't nothing changed. That's what I'm saying. All right. So with that being said, I hope you all fill in the information. And yo, and don't forget, if you got a question, there's a link to ask your questions and record your message and I'll get back to you and I'll answer your question if it's relevant to what we're talking about on the show. And if it's a relevant question, I'll definitely answer your question. So it's a link to ask those questions, right? So we want to talk about, um, the banking emergency, right? You know, because in 1933, March 9th, 1933, there was an emergency. It was a congressional record talking about the emergency, right? Such an emergency that they agreed to pay for the basic necessities of life, right? And we're talking about everything when it was gold and silver and how they switched the gold and silver over to the new gold and silver which is the obligations of the united states that i read earlier which is are simply securities because they took away the, the physical gold and silver they had to make a way to take care of the obligations of the people because of the banking emergency when they confiscated all of the gold and silver of our ancestors, and they agreed to take care of our debts. All right. So most likely, you know, we ain't been using the system correctly. But until we start reading and learning and studying ourselves approved, then, you know, things could be a little uh, shaky for us, but there's things in place. All right. So let's go into uh, Title Four. Of uh, Section 401, Title 4 Of The uh, uh, 73rd Congress First Session Right Uh, Thursday, March 9th 1933 And we're going to go To A few sections In here, we're going to break it down You know We're going to break it down. All right. In title four, section 401, the sixth paragraph of section 18 of the Federal Reserve Act is amended to read as follows. And I ain't making it up. I'm reading exactly from the law. So never say I'm making up anything because what I'm giving you guys is strictly straight for the law. And it says upon The deposit with the Treasurer of the United States, as I just read all the obligations of the United States was right. It says upon the deposit with the Treasurer of the United States, a of any direct obligations of the United States. You want to know what the direct obligations of the United States is? Go to 18 U.S.C. 8 B or any notes, drafts, bills of exchange, which we read or bankers acceptances acquired under the provisions of this act. Any Federal Reserve Bank making such deposit in the manner prescribed by the Secretary of the Treasury shall be entitled to receive from the Comptroller of the Currency circulating notes in blank, duly registered and countersigned. If you look at Federal Reserve notes, they're duly registered and countersigned. There's two signatures on there, right? Maybe three. I don't have That's the thing I don't even have. Actually, I I have to go downstairs because I don't even use the Federal Reserve notes like that. I try not to use them because, believe it or not, guys, they're not for us to use. And we'll get into that later. I know it's shocking, but it's definitely true. Now, what that just said is that those obligations can be deposited in any Federal Reserve Bank. But guess what? You have no right in the status that you're in the federal reserve banks do not deal with, uh, public people or individuals. All right. You have to be a bank or under a proper status to deal with the federal reserve bank, right? You can call them, you know, um, you, you, you just have to have you know, the right status to deal with them. So that's not something that you can do, but guess who can do it? A medium, transfer agent, a banking institution like your bank, uh, you know, a banking institution, a third party investing company, like Charles Schwab, Merrill Lynch, uh, you know, different places like that, even People that deals directly with securities because they are obligations of the United States, but there's so much more to that. So I don't need y'all going out there trying to do anything because that's not—you're not even prepared to do anything. I'm just opening up your mind so that you can go study and go learn it for yourself. Okay? Now well, you ask me, have I done it yet? Um, you know that's that's my personal business not to be shared across the airways. But if I'm telling you where it is in the law then apparently there's something to say, if you study yourself approved, you can get to the proper obligations and get them taken care of. Also in this record, it also talks about when such circulating notes are issued against the security of obligations of the United States. So such circulating notes are issued against the securities and obligations of the United States. All right, you take those obligations to the proper banking institution to a third party, and then the banking institutions will get money from the Federal Reserve banks to create circulating notes against those obligations of the United States. The amount of such circulating notes shall equal, shall be equal to the face value of the direct obligations of the United States. So deposited as security and when issued against the security of notes, drafts, bills of exchange and bankers acceptance acceptances acquired under the provisions of this act the amount thereof shall be equal to not more than 90% of the estimated value of such notes, drafts, bills of exchange and bankers acceptances so deposited as security. Such notes shall be the obligations of the Federal Reserve Bank, procuring the same shall be in form prescribed by the Secretary of the Treasury, shall be receivable at par in all parts of the United States for the same purposes as our national bank notes, and shall be redeemable in lawful money of the United States on presentation at the united states treasury or at the bank of issue i said a lot right there you might have to run it back and listen to it 10 times to understand what's going on there all right so the big banking emergency guys created a great depression and during that great Depression, when they confiscated the gold and silver and everything, then no one could pay their debts and throughout that emergency relief act of nineteen thirty three there was grants and everything put in place during this emergency to take care of the basic necessities of life and then they came up with the remedy to Take care of the obligations of the people. Now, what I'm going to do in this show, I'm going to break it down for you and I'm going to pull up the powers of Congress. And based upon what you guys just heard, right, we're going to pull up the powers of Congress. When I come back, coming into the fourth quarter of the game. I'm going to drop a little bit of heat for you. What we're going to do is give some love to our sponsors, support, like, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Because we dropping jewels when I'm Talking Business with your host, Eunice L. All right? So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this last part. We're going to put it all together. Short but sweet. Peace. We'll be back.
1: DNA and I'm trying to give you a fucking template to fight off that loser goddamn like the devil's gonna make me do it get to fight that loser off but it's in your Aussie brain you ask the same fucking questions you're an insecure old man it's that simple money is free right now with the lowest interest rates in 5,000 years what are you gonna tell your grandchildren what are you gonna tell your children 20 25 years from now What did you do, Grandpa, what did you do, Grandma, during the greatest transformation of motherfucking wealth in the history of the world? What did you do other than sit on your fucking hands? What did you do to take advantage of the greatest transformation of wealth in the history of the planet? What did you do? Not a fucking thing. That's what you're going to say. It's just about seeing long term, seeing a vision, understanding that nothing really worthwhile happens overnight and just stick to your script long enough to make something real happen. Laying a brick every day instead of trying to build a brick wall. Just lay a brick every day. Eventually, you look up, you don't have a brick wall.
0: The wintertime is coming. Runny nose, sore throats, and coughs. You're going to need Vitaly Judo Elderberry with Immunity with Zinc, Vitamin C, and Echinacea. A very powerful blend. Elderberry Immunity with Zinc and Vitamin C and Echinacea is formulated to support immune system health, cardiovascular health, skin health, and energy production. Our formula uses over 1,000 milligrams of Elderberry. Our product is synthesized, utilizing the latest scientific research and high-quality ingredients. The formula is third-party, independently tested for heavy metals and impurities, and it's made in the USA. Also, guys, it's GMP certified and produced in an FDA-registered facility where 1% of the supplements on the market can match our world-class standards. Some of the ingredients, ingredients included is vitamin C, vitamin B12, zinc, elderberry extract, magnesium, calcium, vitamin D3 pink Himalayan salt and potassium so go to VitalityJudo.com and get your perfect immune strength builder that's Vitality Judo Elderberry Immunity with Zinc, Vitamin C and Echinacea Alright, alright welcome back, welcome back Y'all ready for this? Yeah. I said, y'all ready for this? We've switched over to the constitution of the United States to break down for y'all the powers of Congress. So it all makes sense of why these obligations are obligations of the United States compared to the, the, uh, the acts that I've read in the, in the previous, uh, part. Now we're going to all pull it together and show why this an act of Congress because according to the constitution, with it's a uh, constitution of the United States. And, and some of you guys don't realize that the United States and the United States of America are two different documents, two different governments. OK. All right. So let me break it down to you in the Constitution of the United States. Uh, 1787. We the people of the United States, we the people. Of the United States, keep that in mind, United States, in order to form a more perfect union. Now, what exactly is a perfect union? What exactly is a perfect union? The definition of a perfect union, the phrase to form a more perfect union in the Constitution has been construed as referring to the shift to the Constitution from the Articles of Confederation. The contemporaneous meaning of the word perfect was complete, finished, fully informed, confident, or certain. All right? So, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So they did it for the United States of America because it used to be the United States, well, it still is, it's just two separate jurisdictions. It's the United States of America and Congress assembled to be correct. And that goes back to the Articles of Confederation because it's a deep story. And I encourage you to do the history to learn about it. But but this show is not about that particular topic. So I'm not going to go so deep into it. But the Constitution of the United States was established to form a perfect union. All right a perfect union and they established this constitution for the United States of America. All right. So let's talk about the powers of Congress in article one. I believe it's section eight of the constitution. We talks about what powers the Congress should have it says the Congress shall have power a to lay and collect taxes. So, Congress shall have the power to A, lay and collect taxes. That's the power of Congress. That's the power of Congress. So who is Congress? House of Representatives, your legislator, your president, who approves or vetoes acts. But they have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, Imposts and excises, and to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare. That's that term again, general welfare of the United States. But all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. So, what's the point of paying all these different? values of taxes when everything's supposed to be uniform across the United States. Now I would say what's uniform is when you go shopping for liquor, you go shopping for cigarettes, you go shopping if you're a smoker and you know, you go shopping for groceries. Everyone that comes in that establishment pays the same tax, pays the same tax. That's what you call a uniform tax. And Congress has the power to lay and collect taxes. So why are we paying taxes to other entities when they're not Congress? Just saying. But um, if you're sticking to the to the script of the Republican form of government, because that's what we're talking about right there. You know. Uh, so so Congress have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and exercise and excise to pay the debts. And provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. But all duties, impulse, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. They have the power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. I don't know how the United States credit rating is doing so so far nowadays. Especially since we've been technically bankrupt since 1933. uh, During the national banking emergency. And we put acts in place to help out with the basic necessities of the people. So let's talk about this term that was mentioned in the beginning of the Constitution and Congress power. when We're talking about a uh, general welfare. Now, the term general welfare also sometimes referred to as the public welfare or the public good. Or the common good is the concern of the government for health, peace and safety of its citizens, which ties back into the basic necessities of life that we talked about later earlier in the game. All right. So and Congress has the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states <coughs> and with the Indian tribes to establish an, an uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States. See what I'm saying? If it didn't come from Congress, then it's unconstitutional. So you have to understand how to enforce that. This is not what the show is about, but I'm laying out some important information that you understand that the powers granted to Congress are not exclusive of similar powers existing in the states unless Where the Constitution has expressly in terms given an exclusive power to Congress. okay, so we're talking about exclusive powers to Congress or the exercise of a like power is prohibited to the states or there is a direct repugnancy, a direct repugnancy or incompatibility. In the exercise of it by the states. Now, what that means is, is what the state's doing, is it repugnant? Does it goes against Congress and is it repugnant to the Constitution and treaties thereof, which would be the supremacy clause of the Constitution that they'd be violating? And then you have jurisdiction to bring a claim and enforce uh, your you've been harmed by being By a government organization Not a private corporation You better understand the difference Of you've been harmed By the state or whatever Government organization or entity That they've done an act That's repugnant against the constitution Okay Now With that being said uh, I hope that Gives you an idea Of where we're headed You know, any acts of any acts of Congress repugnant to the Constitution is very important that you understand it. It cannot become the law of the land. And that's the case of Maybury versus Madison. Uh, That's a case that Supreme Court case, uh, which is Supreme Law of the Land. So uh, with that being said, the information I'm giving you in this in this podcast, I hope it was electric. I hope you really enjoy the information and you could take this information and you can study it and you can run with it. Right. But there's more power that Congress has. Right. And we were talking about securities. Uh, so I, it's something I, before I sign off, I want to give you some information. I want to give you something else to shut it down. Then we're done for the day. And this has been a long show, pretty long show. Uh, and, uh, you know, the key is to make sure you get all the information. So, uh, let me go down to something where Congress has additional powers, right? All right. So it's so many things that Congress has the power to do, but I'm not going to read it all to you on, but I'm a it As it relates to certain securities, but Congress has the power to coin money, regulate the value thereof. And of foreign coin and fix the standard of weight and measures to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and current coin of the United States. They have the power to establish post offices and post roads, to promote the progress of science and useful arts to constitute tribunals. Inferior to the Supreme Court. To define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations. To declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal and make rules concerning captures on land and water. They have so many powers, guys. I'm not even going to read it all. But it's important to understand what the definition of. What the definitions are grants, uh, uh, letters of marquee and reprisal and bills of attainder, which I haven't even begun to talk about yet. But as it relates to securities and obligations. They have the power to pay all the debts and these acts that we read earlier was, of course, signed off to become what they are, an act of Congress. Congressional hearings, congressional records, is what we was just looking at, and so, ever since everything's crashed and been confiscated in the form of our gold and the silver, that means that my grandparents, their grandparents, and their grandparents' gold and silver was confiscated from them. Congress put in place certain acts and, re- and sent it down to the state to take care of our basic necessities in life, and created the obligations of the United States that they agreed through Congress that they would take care of and they've created certain channels through the banking system to create that. Now I'm sure you guys want to know how it's done. Well, man, the United States don't advertise and that's for sure. Now, if you have questions. There is a link to send your questions up and they will be answered if it's relevant to our show. All right. So now I want to thank you all for turning in to I'm talking business. I hope you got your business squared away on this segment of the show and answer any questions or address any holes in, in your mind about certain things. Hopefully we're able to clear up some things for you. And with that being said, I want to say peace to the gods and I want to say getting down the business business yo getting down 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 peace stay tuned next time for the next episode of i'm talking business i'm your host unicell peace to the gods